Hey, hey, what's up? This is Joe Walsh bringing you the Get Out and Surf podcast. This is episode 18, and I'm sitting back here in Tamarindo with my colleagues and good friends, Nikki Hurin and Pat McNulty. Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, it's good to be back in the, uh, in, the, in the office, or in the recording studio, if you want to call it, you know, back with the Pirate Boys, and everyone's back in, on home soil. That's right. Patrick, just a, It's just a pleasure to be here. It really is. Can't you tell by the look on my face? So excited. Just can't hide it. I'm about to lose my mind, and I think I like it. You have one look. You do it really well, though. Looks like you want to kill something. Usually that's the truth. (laughs) Well, uh, you were just telling me about your guys' trip to Witch's Rock, which was, what was that, last Wednesday? Yep, so last Wednesday, went? yep. We yeah. went off with a couple of guests from uh, from the surf camp and uh, had a great day, really good day. Yeah, and Pat, I heard you were pulling into some bombs. No, I, I pulled into a couple, but, uh, you know, pulling in and getting out are two different things. But, uh, you know, as usual, I longboard, so makes it all the more exciting when you're pulling into a big wave and trying to get into the tube. Yeah, it's that much harder. Yeah, it's, it's harder. and uh, It wasn't generally a longboard day the, the winds were very strong in the morning we kind of got there at a dropping tide and uh it was kind of getting very peaky and very hollow and so you were dropping into these you could get into these waves but as soon as you're in they were closing out pretty quick and there was a few barrels to be had the in front of the rock was a little better uh, but as the tide came in the wind eased up and uh, a few more peaks started to like uh, get a little bit more makeable but yeah pat was definitely dropping in some bombs and there was one that was just like he's eased into it so well i was like oh this is gonna be an absolute barrel and then it just like literally whole section went straight and you know he was lucky to get out there with his with his backside to be honest with yeah, you. yeah i really thought i wasn't going to come up with two halves but you know the old uh, carbon fiber von sol held up pretty good all right on all right well yeah that's uh Sounds like you escaped uh, uh, a pretty, a pretty serious wipeout. I'm looking at this gash on my ankle, which hasn't healed for like a month and a half from uh, a similar day out there. Which is is a pretty gnarly. It can be a pretty heavy wave when there's some size and when it's doing its thing when it's barreling. I mean, I, you guys, I think we're surfing the same spot I was when I went there with the uh, the Netflix crew right in the north side of the of the estuary. There's that really nice sandbar that left that just peels, and. Um, and man, I mean, there's some proper barrels out there. Yeah, for sure. You know, the the lefts were actually um, much better than the rights. And uh, there was a lot of local kids out because it was a holiday. It was May Day in Costa Rica, which is a national holiday. And there was a lot of local Ticos out there. And some of them were real rippers. And some of them were getting really tubed, real long tubes. And all of them, fa- you know, surf really, really fast, these kids. He's, you know... You got to be on your game to get in and out of the tube at Witch's Rock when it was breaking as fast as it was. Yeah, yeah, I know the guys that were there, and if uh, there were a few that they were weren't able to, you know, that, that was getting run out on them. And they, they, these guys are quick. These guys are real quick. I know who they are. So they were like, super quick, and they were just not making the sections. weren't able to get into the barrel quick enough. So like, it was a very quick day. Yeah, shout out to the uh, Liberia local surfers. There's quite the surf scene. You wouldn't really. You wouldn't know it at first just because Liberia isn't on the beach, but Witch's Rock is the closest wave to the city, technically, I think. And, uh, and man, I mean, what a, what a great home break that is. So, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, every time I'm there, it seems like the guys that are getting the waves, the best waves of the day are 
are uh, are the local guys there from Liberia. So, yeah, when I was up there, it was the same thing. Some good surfing going on. So, uh, what else has been going on, boys? Um, well, you know, April has been gone. It's been a really hot month. Um, and, you know, the craziness of Semana Santa. I know we spoke about that in the last podcast, but, you know, the, the it's crazy how we go from being super busy and then suddenly the town just, you know, the beaches that kind of, like, get back to like what we consider, like, a normal amount of people. And, I mean, we've definitely still got some swell this week. Uh, a little bit more on shores now, but, you know, we're waiting for that, those storms to come through and push it, push it offshore and... You know, but it's, it's definitely been good. I feel like I've been reunited with you guys. I feel like it's been a while. It's been a few weeks, you know. When I went to New Zealand, I was back in California. Um, I missed Simona Santa. I'm real sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, I was as busy as a two-pecker billy goat during in April. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to get you to come over and uh, catch some waves with me in, uh, at Raglan, and I think uh, it's probably about the worst time of year to get away from here. Absolutely. Yeah, there was just no way it was happening. It just, it just, you know, we we were doing really well. We had nor- the normal situations that would occur in any hospitality business, and they weren't coming in throngs. They were kind of spread out, so it was easy to take care of them. And then on the last day, the crap hit the fan, and we just were dealing with stuff that nonstop, just nonstop. Yeah, and for those listening to the show that don't know what Semana Santa is, it's the Easter week, it's Holy Week. Costa Rica, just like the rest of Central America, uh, very Catholic country. Everyone takes this week off, the Easter week, and pretty much everyone goes to the beach. And most of those people come to Tamarindo, it seems like. It's, it is a nonstop line of cars coming into town. starts every day, late morning, and literally until the early hours of the morning the next day it seems like it's just a non-stop mess of cars the beach is just absolutely filled there's giant events going on the beach this might have been the first year we didn't actually have colby and and cerveceria and no we didn't have anything on the beach at all and I, I will say there was actually a lot more of the businesses in town um adi as well the tamarindo um what do you call it adi adi the tamarindo community development association yeah the, uh, technical they did a they did a wonderful job in cleaning up like literally the beaches were a lot cleaner this year yeah a shout out to audi man i mean i i was on the board for a couple of years that's hard you know it's all volunteer stuff you know so everyone that's on the board has full-time jobs families lives um you know especially urs the, the the president of audi man he's I mean, I've seen his calendar, his Google calendar, and it's completely full of meetings. It's ridiculous. I don't know how he does it and run the Capitan Suiza Hotel. Yeah, you know, if we didn't have him, uh, we'd be in a mess because he really can organize things really, really well and gets a lot done, and he has a really good relationship with the municipality. And, uh, you know, it's because of him and Adi that we have a new lifeguard tower, and, you know, that was just through perseverance. That's what it was. Yeah, I know, because I saw the old one in my backyard. <laughs> you guys had to put it somewhere. <laughs> can, we, can we bring it up here at the brewery? What's that? Can we bring it up here at the brewery? Uh, I think we can. I mean, we built it. All right. I mean, a lot of people listen to the, the podcast, Cut of Tamarindo, all the time. Uh, Adi Tamarindo is a great organization. You can check them out online. PlayaTamarindo.org is the website. And if you come to Tamarindo and you notice that the beach is clean. The trash is being picked up in town. There's lifeguards. There's a children's park. 
There's all types of things that are being managed in this community. You can thank Audi for that. So check out the website. You can make a donation if you feel so inclined. Uh, but at the very least, just knowing that they exist and knowing this is happening. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because for years, Pat, we started that lifeguard program and we pleaded with the anyone who would listen about how we needed government support. And it was really because, I believe, of our ongoing efforts with the program and Audi's involvement, their communication with, you know, the municipality that got ultimately the uh, municipality to pay for that new tower, which is it's it's great. It's awesome. You know, the... Uh, and it's on skids. Right. So, like, if the, uh, the river ever deviates and comes back, we can just pull that thing and move it, you know, Yeah, whatever. we've already actually experimented with that, and we moved it without a, without a hitch. So... It moves well. If we got to move it back, we can do that fairly easy. And it's a, a pretty well-constructed tower. But, uh, you know, it was through our perseverance, too, with that program. We never gave up on it, even when we lost the first tower. And we continued to make rescues, continued to train, continued to train new people. And, you know, we also keep statistics what hotel you come from if we have to do a rescue or if we have to do an assistance whether it's for stitches or first aid or to near drowning we keep those stats and so we were able to show that we average about 30 rescues per month of course when the, it's busier we rescue more and when we're not so busy we rescue less but uh you never can tell the day now that the river mouth is pouring out of the uh river with the tide going out, it's it's really, you know, we've been making a lot of rescues out there again, just like the old days. I feel like the number's higher than that, Pat. No, you got to take the whole year, 12, 12 months out of the year. Yeah, I guess high season's a lot higher because there's yeah, so many more we, people. We, you know, we can make 80 rescues in a month yeah. in the high season. Yeah, that's the And we can make up. five in a month uh, on, a, on a low season. So, Well, let's talk about seasons because that is the topic of today's podcast episode. Um, what's the rainy season like in Costa Rica? And you can call it the rainy season, you can call it the low season, you can call it the green season, but basically, uh, you know, Semana Santa marks the end of the high season. That's in April. This year it was towards the end of April. And you've got this craziness from basically Christmas through January, February, when it's really cold up in the U.S. and Canada especially. A lot of people getting away, getting to the warmer weather. Then you get spring breakers and uh, all types of people, really, that travel in a March over a spring break and into April. And then after Semana Santa, it just kind of culminates there in this crazy week where you're just kind of holding on for dear life, trying to make it through the week, trying to serve all the food you can in your restaurant, make everyone happy in your hotel, get everyone their lessons, make sure everyone's stoked, even though it's pretty busy. And then, boom, as soon as that ends, I feel like, the entire town just empties. Mm -hmm. So if you go through Tamarindo right now, first week of May, it's like a ghost town, which is actually pretty nice. I mean, for uh, I know for me, and I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for you guys too. Oh, no, for us locals, it is really nice because you've been dealing with so much traffic, so many bodies, so many people on the beach. Uh, you know, uh, you know, late night parties and, and all of that. And then all of a sudden, I took a run through the town uh, literally on Saturday night, and it's just like. Where is everyone? I was, I was like, keep looking behind me to see if there's a car, and there was no cars around me at all. Just no, it was people in the streets and stuff like that, you know, normal, like looking around the shops, but nowhere near the numbers, and it just goes from being full to empty within like a few days. Tamarindo is a great place to visit year round, but there is something pretty nice about those rainy season months. Um, I think people get a little scared. They think maybe it's going to be torrential 
like uh, downpour every day. And uh, uh, so definitely there's, as a result, there's a lot less tourism, a lot less flights coming to the country, a lot less uh, people on the beach, in the town, in the water. Um, but I thought because this is one of the m most popular questions we get. We've got it from day one with Witches Rock Surf Camp. And every time I travel, I was in New Zealand on this trip. Even when I was back in California, people are asking me because I'm telling them, you know what? It's May, so it's the start of the rainy season. Everybody wants to know what that means. So well, this is a great form that we can explain it. Well, you know, there's a lot of microclimates around Costa Rica, and Guanacaste is a microclimate in itself. And in Tamarindo and uh, on the coast of the Pacific here, it's even more of a microclimate where it'll stay dry. When there may be rain only two miles away, we'll actually have the cl uh, no clouds and we'll have uh, sun out. So you really can't tell. Also, you'll look at like the weather forecast, like weather.com or something, and it'll just show rain showers every day for the next 10 days straight, when in fact, that may be uh, very far from, from true. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really true, uh, what you just said, Joe. But, uh, you know, the climate gets a little, in May, gets a little bit like what Florida is all the time, which is sun and clouds, some showers in the morning, maybe a shower in the afternoon, and a shower at night. But in between those showers are some bright, sunny skies. And we're so used to having clear skies in the high season with absolutely no clouds it gets so hot and in 15 minutes you burn to a crisp in the sun it's really really nice to have some cloud cover to give you a little bit of a break yeah so cooler. it's it's kind of like that almost the whole rainy season and so, you know we'll get we'll get uh we'll get some rain we'll get a, a day where it might rain off and on but it always seems to have a sunset in the afternoon here yeah, it's those rain clouds that make the sunsets even more amazing. That's true. All right, so Nikki, what when is rainy season? Generally, we class rainy season beginning in May, the month that we're in right now, and I find that we will start to actually have, you know, the the humidity will rise, and it will start to feel more and more humid and more humid, and you'll get the big thunderheads all like like accumulating uh, above the all the national parks that we have here behind us, like up by Playa Grande, Las Baulas. And then you'll start to see the, that, that, that pressure will start to come through and we'll get those big uh, downpours, or what they call an aguaceros. Yeah. Yeah, and so we get those big downpours that come through and it usually switches it offshore, cools everything down, cleans everything up. Um, but we are talking mainly from May all the way through until sort of like October, end of October, beginning of November. Right, and we can kind of break that down actually into two types of rainy season. May, June, July, and August are all pretty similar uh, as far as there can be a fair amount of rain, there can be a fair amount of sunshine, um, and uh, uh, but not like super heavy rainstorms. Whereas when you get into September and October, that's when it's hurricane season uh, in the Caribbean and in the Pacific and there's tropical storms maybe hundreds of miles away that bring you know bands of, of rain and, and basically a September October those are the two months where it could be sunny or it could just be pouring rain for for a week straight it, it gets a little bit more monsoon like because I think when everyone thinks we talk about rainy season um, especially when people ask me in England and they just expect it to be from May until October just be 
downpouring with rain and rain and rain and rain and it's, it's not the case exactly in fact i think what we're trying to share is that the may june july and august months are actually quite nice because the rains that do come will cool it off a little bit uh there's some great sunsets there's still plenty of sunshine and there's a lot less people when you get into september and october it can be nice but it can also be brutal it can be a lot of rain that'll fall especially in october i believe um, looking at the statistics, October is the rainiest month. Um, it's not? It's September? September is the rainiest month. About 355 um, milliliters of uh, rain. In the whole country? In the whole country. That's an average. Yeah, and um, we, should, we should probably make sure that people understand, too, that while we're, t we're talking about the weather patterns here in Guanacaste in the northwest coast and that this weather patterns of the May through October rainy season pretty much applies to most of Costa Rica but not all of Costa Rica. If you go really far south in Costa Rica you're getting closer to the equator and um, and the rain becomes more prevalent, uh, less predictable. It can happen in the dry season months and it definitely rains more. And then the Caribbean side there's just other factors that come into play that can make it rain in a in a December or January just as much as it could. Yeah, it rains on the Caribbean side all year round at all unpredictable times. But, uh, you know, like I said before, we're in like a microclimate. And Guanacaste, is, there's like always a high here. There's always like a bubble here. So what you're getting in the south is nothing like what you're getting in the north. It's It dries out. And uh, sometimes you're praying for rain because it gets so dry. And right now, it's been so dry that we're back into a drought situation here, and they're starting to ration a little bit of the water. So yeah, it's rained a couple times. It's rained. It's sprinkled. It's sprinkled. So it's about to pop. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah, we had a we had a kind of like a good downpour on Saturday, but like you were, were sitting on the beach, and you could see it come over and come in, and then it was literally just then headed completely south towards sort of like Langosta and sort of Avianas. And I was talking with friends, and they were like in um, Canya Fistula and said it rained really hard for like 20, 30 minutes, and we we didn't have a drop. Yeah, that's like five, seven, eight miles away. Yeah, right, so it's far. nothing. So it is very localized. You get these big cloud bursts as such, if you know what I mean. So you can't just take, oh, it's going to rain throughout the entire place for this amount of time. You know, it's seasonal. But again, I think because of like the. Um, the topography of the land as well and sort of the altitude and stuff like that, you're going to get a lot of different microclimates. It's full of microclimates around here. You know, one of my favorite times of year is July. And, uh, you know, that's when you Americans have uh, your summer vacations with your kids. So if you're thinking about getting away, July is a real good bet because it's what they, it's an Indian summer. So how do they say that? In Baranillo de San Juan. Yeah, and Baranillo de San Juan. So... It's a good time to come. Yeah. And something that everyone needs to know is you get a little bit of weather, you get some waves. So waves are on the schedule mm -hmm. for all those months. Look, look, before we get into waves, let's just going back to the Indian summer. That's basically a break of rains where the winds turn offshore from two, three weeks mm -hmm. is about what you get there. And that'll happen in July or even into August. And um, it's beautiful. It's... Uh, Oh, yeah, everything's so green. We get those beautiful, like, uh, like clear skies that we usually get through our dry, our dry weather months, and you get these really nice offshores. And you know, 
again, we've got that, when it's combined that with a good swell, you've got perfect conditions. Yeah, it's when I used to come for vacation with my family because uh, we knew that the weather was going to be good. You're going to get to see the green. The flowers are out. It's, it's a beautiful time. Yeah, so to summarize, uh, rainy season generally starts in the beginning of a May. Maybe even the very end of an April, you might see a rain shower, but usually it's the beginning of May. And like clockwork which I didn't think this was possible, but it's very much like clockwork here in Costa Rica. The rains will start in May. They will be May, June, July, August, are all very nice months because it's not raining a ton. You might get a full day of rain here or there, but then you might also get a few days where it doesn't rain at all. Um, and then you've got that Indian summer, which might happen anywhere from the end of June to the beginning of August, where you'll get a two or three week window with some beautiful weather with some offshore winds. Um, and then once you get into September and October, that's when it's a little less predictable. Those are the two months of the year where if you're going to come to Costa Rica, expect a fair amount of rain and, uh, and also a fair amount of like uh, general weather, like wind, which could negatively affect the waves depending on where you're surfing. So that brings us to the next thing is the waves. You were saying that before. The uh, rainy season also marks the south swell season. May through October is south swell season it's winter in the southern hemisphere and costa rica faces more as more exposure to the south than any other direction as a result the may through october months are our most consistent months for waves yeah you know uh, some of the best waves we've ever had since i've been coming down here for 20 years have been in september you know like some pumping swells at the river mouth of tamarindo and there's no one there's no one here and in september and october it's it's even more dead than a may Oh yeah, no, it's a really low month for like tourism and have people out here and around. And again, if you can combine that with uh, with a good swell, you can surf some pretty uncrowded places. Yeah, like right now, it's almost that, that in-between time because it hasn't started raining uh, regularly yet. So the weather's doing something kind of weird. The wind's blowing on shore early in the morning. Um, and in rainy season, it's actually okay if the wind blows on shore because usually the rains will come in midday or early afternoon and it'll rain and it'll iron all that out and we'll get like a really glassy or even offshore winds afternoon session. Oh, I can't wait. So, I haven't had a glassy session in a long time. Today might be the day it rains. It feels like it's about to happen. So uh, who knows? Maybe in the, the same time as this recording, it'll start raining. We'll see. But uh, there's definitely some waves right now. So it'd be great if it cleaned up a little bit. Uh, but you can expect... You know, rainy season, you can expect some uh, pretty consistent surf, usually south swell. So if you're coming to Costa Rica, surfing spots with more exposure to the south is going to ensure you're going to get some bigger waves. And um, you're either going to have to surf early in the morning or you have to wait until after it rains when it cleans up to get your best waves. Um, I think we also already talked about crowd because definitely it's much less crowded in the, uh, the rainy season months. People are kind of scared of the term rainy season. All the travel agencies call it green season, but it's green because it rained. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a combination of, okay, people don't really want to come away on their, their, you know, their vacation and it, it is raining. A lot of people, are, you know, but also it's the summer months up in sort of like, you know, North America and over in Europe. And so a lot of people are doing staycation or they're actually going near. So it's a really good time of year to be there. Yeah, so you have more travel options in the yeah. summer in the Northern Hemisphere, so less people generally from the Northern Hemisphere will, uh, will make it to Central America. Um, so you can have less crowded surf, uh, surf sessions, which mm -hmm. is absolutely awesome. You come down here in Samana Santa, 
might be uh, 100 people in the lineup. You come down here like in May, there might be like five people. So very big difference. So, you know, we have spoken about uh, weather conditions. We've spoken about waves and crowds and everything like that. But also we've got to talk about water quality. You know, obviously we get a lot of this precipitation, there's a lot of this rainfall. And so you do get a lot of runoff. You get a lot of uh, debris and murky water coming out of the rivers. Uh, and likewise, so, you know, it's not, you've got to take those very first, first heavy rains. You've got to take that with caution. If you do see that the water is a little brown or is a little murky, um, you've got to start thinking about ear infections, stomach, you know, stomach cramps or infections, stuff like that. That is a, an outcome of the rainy season as well. Yeah, I mean, we're not in a super urban environment with a lot of runoff, but every river, every creek turns into a river, every river meets the ocean. And um, definitely here in Tamarindo, we've got a large estuary that's been fed by a lot of these small creeks and rivers. And after the first couple heavy rains, you can get some real brown water coming out, which is just the mud and silt and sort of fresh water mixing with the salt water. But you also get a lot of debris, a lot of logs, a lot of... Yeah, you've but got to be careful if when you're surfing, you do see something in the water, um, you know, you can just get a big tree trunk or a big palm tree or, a, a, you know, a big piece of wood, pallets, uh, anything, you know, flotsam and jetsam, whatever it is, you know, you, you know, you just got to be careful when you're out there and, and, and have a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a tree that's been up on the rocks since a couple of rainy seasons ago. Well, that was tro- Tropical Storm Night. Yeah, and that, that, w- that thing looks like a huge dinosaur tree out there. It's one of the biggest trees I've seen. It's yeah. still up there on a rock. And yeah, we'll have to wait. Not, that, that came down the river. Yeah, they didn't come anywhere else. That comes straight down the river and then uh, floated down towards past the, uh, the, the Deeria and then ended up on the rocks over there. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like 80 feet, 100 feet. Oh, no, like it's a massive, massive, massive tree. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got, uh, you, you've got some debris in the lineup. Uh, you also have debris that might look like a crocodile <laughs> or a crocodile that might look like debris. Uh, we do have them here. Uh, we've been coexisting for many years, but uh, I think the September October months isn't that considered kind of like the mating season for crocodiles? It is. Yes, that's so when you've got to be careful around the estuary and around where they actually got their eggs laying and stuff like that, and where they're breeding because they are become very territorial and, and 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 quite aggressive. Yeah, and I think really it's when it's raining, when it's fi- technically when it's physically raining, and you've got that sort of brackish freshwater and saltwater kind of meets up right at the mouth of an estuary that's when your chances of encountering a crocodile are a little bit greater just because it's almost like an extension of the uh, of the river when it gets like that. So definitely keep your eyes open. Um, well, you've got, you know, any all river mice. They are the source of, um, of food for all marine life because you've got either, whether you call it nutrients, whether you call it whatever's floating down river and it just deposits out on, into the, into the, onto the beach. So they've always been renowned as being like, you know, uh, feeding spots. And it's just a little harder to see anything because obviously the water is full of silt and like you said, like it's just mainly mud, but it's very difficult to see co- crocodiles and uh, marine life in the water anyway, let alone with it being completely brown. But so don't no, lose faith. No. Don't lose faith because there's plenty of places along the beach where you can go out and you'll see none of that. And uh, we've got a big, long, almost uh, a mile and a half beach out in front where we are. And then you have Playa Grande, which is uh, over two and a half miles long. So that doesn't get uh, that brown. It'll get brown right out in front here where the river mouth is. But uh, plenty of places to find waves. 
where the water is clear. Oh, we're very blessed with all these beaches that are very close to us. It's just, you know, it's a, a factor that you definitely have to think about during the rainy season. Yeah, you know, I talk about this back in California with uh, my friends that surf. And, uh, you know, there's all these great white sharks in California. And I often find myself saying, if we could see what was underwater, we probably would never go surfing. So... <laughs> And that's the truth you know like yep. if you're gonna if you're gonna do this sport then you just gotta you, you gotta just shine on that stuff you just get out there yeah or just don't come down and that's more ways for us <laughs> <laughs> you know we're stepping into their element it's as simple as that whether you're a diver whether you're you know any water sports that you do you know if you go hiking up in certain parts of the mountains in uh, in, in the u.s or you know there are pumas there's bears and you have to accept that and you know you have to just like you say just get out there and get on with it and uh you know we've been down here collectively for many many years and unfortunately we've had very little um interaction you know we see sightings and stuff like that but you know nothing really major so you know it's not a big thing but it's just something to take in consideration well surfing's an extreme sport um you know one thing also we should talk about is just getting around in the rainy season because it's really different than the dry season when it rains here, when you got to like drive through a gnarly rainstorm, people don't think about it. You know, I just flew in and last night driving home, I was quickly reminded that we don't really have many street lights here. You don't have street lights. You don't have really clear, like uh, even like reflectors on the road. No, there's no road markings or anything yeah. like that in and, certain places. And, you know, uh, especially in a September, October, when you get those just enormous downpours, you know, I mean, that could happen during any time of the rainy season, but especially later in the rainy season. It can be really hard to see where you're going. You know, they, we recommend you never drive at night anyways here, but uh, especially when it's raining, it can be a lot harder. Uh, and then if you're going to be going to some spots that are a little harder to access, like driving into Witch's Rock or driving down the coast road of the Nicoya Peninsula or, you know, even further south in Costa Rica, there's rivers that you can drive across in a January, February, March, that May, June, and July, your car will get swamped, you'll get swept out to the ocean. You know, those rivers swell up, those those dirt tracks become mud tracks. And um, so it, definitely if you're coming down and renting a car in the rainy season, get something with four wheel drive and be really smart. You know, uh, I wouldn't recommend driving across any river unless you, uh, you, you're with someone that lives in the area or you just, you know the area really well. You know, there's a few rivers I drive across because I know how deep they are, but you can't really tell. You know, you definitely uh, should get out, walk into the river. If the water comes above your knees, just, you know, don't even don't even try to do it. Yeah, be prepared. And like, uh, as Pat always said to me when I was about to buy my first car down here, he's like, you're going to need 4x4. Four four. And I was like, well, why? And he's like, you will need 4x4. You don't need 4x4 four four until you need it. You know, because you think, oh, I got this car and I can drive along. And then when you actually really need 4x4 four four and you don't have it, you're, you're, you're just kicking yourself because you're like, oh, why didn't I get, you know, because, you know, it can really save your car. It can even save your life. Yeah, you know, I was in New Zealand and the locals were like, oh, you need four-wheel drive to go down these roads. And, man, I was driving down these dirt roads, no problem, in a minivan with my wife and three kids and all our stuff. Didn't need four-wheel drive at all. These roads that they were saying were four-wheel drive roads, they were not. They were just dirt roads. As opposed to Costa Rica, which a four-wheel drive road, these roads are gnarly. They 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 can change with uh, with the uh, with the weather too, because we like you know you're talking about a large amount of rainfall, and you know it can just like wash out roads. It can wash out um, you know washes out the main highway all the time. Yeah, so all the time. 
it's uh, definitely something to consider if you're coming down the rainy season and you're renting a car. Make sure you get something with four-wheel drive. And uh, just be really smart about where you're going, what you're doing, because it is uh, very much a jungle here. And the rainy season is a, is a very strong reminder of that, especially when you get off the beaten path. So, Yeah, no, I've done a few trips my, when my family was here um, last July. And we were, went up to Monteverde and then we came back and we went through this massive rainstorm and you know I'm just, we're driving along the highway no problem no problem like it was like it was okay we had to go pretty slow because obviously visibility was very very limited and I'm driving along and I'm just dealing with it and go like okay we've got a few hours to do we'll just get over it and I look in the rear view mirror and my entire family are just like their eyes are so wide and white because there's like these like like rainstorms coming down and there's all these like lightning and thunder and they're like oh my god you know like we're on the road to hell or hades or something like that and i'm just like listening along <laughs> radio dos or something like that like let's just get ourselves back home you know and so you know it can be intimidating like whatever type of road you're on but especially if you're taking anything like a dirt road you know just look at the weather and see what you know to make a decision of when you're going to go or when you're going to leave and as you said before try not to drive at night because it's not necessarily only you know, obviously it's the rain and the conditions of the road but you have a lot of local people will be on their bicycles and they don't have reflectors they don't have lights and motorbikes without lights or anything like that and so it's very difficult to see these people and it's very easy to get into an accident during the rainy season well not to scare the people listening to the podcast because it, no. it sounds like gnarly gnarly weather and that of course does happen it can happen in the rainy season but generally speaking rainy season is still a great time to visit costa rica the only couple of months you want to be aware of having significant rain and weather issues would be September, October. And, uh, I mean, really, the rainy season just means it's a little bit cooler. It's a lot greener. The waves are more consistent. And there's less people in the lineup. Yep, and the, and the beers and margaritas are still cold. They are. And all those things together equals success. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. I think we kind of wrapped it up there. Anything else you guys want to add? Oh. It's, it's good to be back. It's good to have you back. It's like, this is way easier than uh, doing it in a cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's way easier than doing it by myself, talking to myself. I'm like losing my voice. It's like you, sound, you feel like an idiot just talking to yourself into a microphone. But uh, um, Obviously, people appreciate it because we've uh, literally gotten thousands and thousands of downloads. And I want to say thank you. I'll take the opportunity during the episode to say thank you to everyone listening to this show uh, for all the great reviews we've gotten on iTunes and all the great ones we're going to get in the future. To anyone you know that is interested in Costa Rica, interested in surfing, likes surf travel, and wants to just get out there and surf, tell them about the podcast. And, uh, and we'll keep making episodes having a good time doing it i'm really glad to be back to be honest because i mean it's cool to travel new zealand's great california's great but it seems like no matter where i go i'm always really happy to get back here costa rica is a pretty special spot so i think we got it going on boys there's no place like home toto <laughs> even way to say that can we go surf now is it gonna rain i hope well it's a rainy season <laughs> supposedly <laughs> <laughs> all right then well pura vida Thanks for listening to the Get Out and Surf podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Witches Rock Surf Camp, located beachfront in Tamarindo, Costa Rica. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the show. You can do that on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. 
And if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. That would be great. That's it. We'll see you next week, same place, same time, with another episode of Get Out and Surf. Pura vida y nos vemos.